you need motivation and inspiration to get you off the couch and boss up? We've got you covered. Welcome to the Build or Destroy podcast. Self-improvement, education, business, relationships, financial literacy, investing, and doing for self. Let's do this. Here's your host, Anthony Barber Jr., a.k.a. The Builder. What's up, good people? It's your boy, The Builder, back again for another episode of Builder Destroy Podcast. And today's episode, we're going to be getting back into uh, Low Flow Season, Part 2. Uh, just my opinions and outlooks on uh, the OTC as we head into Q4. <clears throat> so let's get it. Now, it's been a lot of like speculation in the market um a lot of twitter fingers going on a lot of um emotions running high the last three quarters of 2022 and uh it's to be expected you know what i'm saying because we've been honestly on a downtrend since like i said in previous episodes mid-february 2021 that was kind of like the signal end of the uh of our of our bull run you know we had the start of it uh kind of kicked off in 2014 the last two years of uh president obama's uh term his, his second term going into trump's uh four-year first term um whenever a republican gets in office the market shoots up you know what i'm saying trump was like reagan 2.0 Obama, you know, was backed by Wall Street. Trump was backed by Wall Street and big business. So, like, you know, it kind of, you know, was like a perfect recipe for a six-year bull run. And that's exactly what we had. A lot of people don't want to admit that. A lot of people play slow. They act like they don't remember or, like, look back at history. And honestly, a lot of people might not. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people wake up and just live, try to live moment to moment. They don't even, like care to remember certain things past, you know, yesterday or yester month or yesteryear, which is, you know, a, a big problem. But that's another episode for another day. But I digress. So like I said, we had a six year um bull market, right? A lot of people made a lot of money. Especially at you know, whenever you have the at, when you whenever you're at the epicenter or something, whenever you're at like the uh the climax of something, right? That's like when the, you have your biggest moments, you know what I'm saying? Right before that release. And that's kind of what the bull market was. And from, I'll say from mid 2019 to, like I said, the middle of February 2021, when it kind of culminated. And, excuse me, everybody was supposed to take massive profits. Be, just be, if, if, for any other, for no other reason other than the uncertainty of a power dynamic shift, <clears throat> the Republicans were losing their grip on the country, and the Democrats were coming in. Right? This isn't a political discussion. I'm just trying to show you 
how everything relates to everything. I'm not trying to choose no size. I'm not trying to say, oh, well, this guy did this and this guy didn't do that. Well, I'm just trying to show you that this is a game. This is a chess game. And it's a reason why they call you dumb money. It's because you don't like pick up on a lot of the subtle signs and a lot of the subtle things that's happened or that or that they show you. You know, the way, like I said, the way karma works is if I warn you ahead of time and you do nothing about it, then I'm not the one at fault. You are. Because I gave you ample warning and I gave you ample time to, to pivot, to adjust to the circumstances, to try to get yourself out of it, to try to come out on top. Like I gave you time. I, you know, that, that's that that's that's like fair. That's why they say all fair and love and war. That's why a lot of time when people go to work, a lot of warning, you have warning shots. You have threats being made. You have a lot of um, precursors and a lot of like preemptive stuff that happens way before like the shit really kicks off and goes into high gear. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people have had a lot of warnings. It was like it was like it was like watching a baby being born, right? A new baby being born. Like the country was about to shift. And it had a lot of the a lot of the early warning signs was there, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, like I said, the um, for one, the 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 month that the tariff kicked in, <clears throat> that was the same month that COVID kicked off in November of uh, what was it? Um, in 20, 2019, November 2019, that was the same month that the tariff was supposed to kick in that you know basically the first payment was due from china to the u.s that was when the, that was when trump's tariffs were, were kicking in that's the same exact month that everybody uh, on world news all over the globe saw those uh chinese people falling over in the street allegedly you know from from the from the from the cough cough situation you know and then it by the time uh january february rolled around like the shit was over here and it, it was all speculative and then the news was starting to ramp up by March. Then that's when the COVID crash happened and everything turned into a giant falling night. It was a stock crash. You just, Like zoom out on the chart. Look at the chart. Like you can time it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, March came, beginning of March came, everything dive bombed. You know what I'm saying? And then the Fed said, all right, we're going to save the market. We're going to save the economy. We're going to, we're going to pump. It was all strategic. We're going to, I'm gonna come and create a crash from panic and fear, a massive crash, and so that the bottom didn't completely fall off. You know, the Fed jumped in like fucking Robin Hood, but you know, under the guise of oh, we gotta save our country, we gotta save these companies, and we can't let everything. You know, we can't go into a depression. And uh, instead of letting it correct like naturally, like they literally created like a. a a fake bull market it, the bull run should have been over you know um it should have at least been um not over but it should have been at a plateau you know going into the election it shouldn't have been like a fucking rocket ship and that's what happened like you're you're in an election year you got covid going on so everybody on, on a global scale that's all that's all people are talking about is people dying in the street death destruction you know, people losing family members, like quarantines, mass man, like all this shit going on. Like it was all nothing but mass panic. But at the same time, the market is like green as fuck. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it was a Franken bull. It's a Franken bull market. The market should have been flatlined, and instead they propped this mug up, and it made a lot of people money, right? Now, why do I even tell this whole story? Why do I even, why do I even go back to this this story and lay it all out like this? It's because now what's happened in the last two years is they're literally just putting a band they put a band-aid on a bullet wound instead of basically letting the market crash again without all that economic stimulus without all that fake money print because they can't do it again they already injected trillions of dollars you know into the market that wasn't even supposed to be there that that's the problem all the money that went into the market and they're saying oh look at look at what's happening now we're in the bear trend and a hundred trillion dollars of investors money has been wiped out it's like bro no it hasn't a lot of money that the fed pumped into the market has been wiped out it just so happens that by <clears throat> by giving the market steroids from march 2020 for a whole entire year damn near all the way all the way damn near until till the pre till the next march of 2021 when they, they cut it off in february really well really march but it started in february you know the bleeding started in february that's when that's when it really the, the first shot was fired but what i'm saying is is that they had to they, they printed up 40 years worth of money in two like they, they basically injected the market with steroids so now they have to overcorrect and in order to overcorrect that means everything had gonna take a hit because everything was propped up by like fake liquid. It was fake money, like money that shouldn't even have been there. Everything was running, bloated or not. Good share structure, bad share structure, terrible fundamentals, uh, SPACs, like you had SPACs running, shit that literally think companies were getting valuated at billions of dollars, right? But hadn't produced a single fucking product. Like you want to talk about a speculative market? Like that was ridiculous. Like people pushing semi trucks down the hill without a motor, and and the stock was like running. Like <laughs> it was crazy, man. Like you know, I can name companies like you know, a few companies like like Nikola. Like look at look at this. Just look at the backstory on Nikola, man. Like like that's just an example of like some of the like the, the really bar type shit that was going on and that's on the big board by the way that's not even OTC and a lot of people want to rag on OTC like oh it's a scam and these companies are crazy and they're and they're selling chocolate flavored deodorant and this is it's such a joke it's like okay compared to a, a, a company that's on that's actually listed on the big board using VC money using uh big bank money using like all these venture capitalists and all these private investors they're pumping all this money into this company or whatever and it turned out to be a total joke a total fucking joke man like seriously like push the fucking semi truck down the hill with no motor in it it's supposed to be a battery a battery uh semi truck ev an ev semi truck like bro get the fuck out of here so it's like everything that's that's like all the tomfoolery that went on kind of showed you that this shit was like a, a casino it was a big it was a big game it was rigged it was a big game it's like a circus right the uh, amc thing happened 
the GME situation happened, the GameStop happened, like the short squeeze thing. So, so now I create a situation where allegedly, allegedly, and I, I use that term loosely, allegedly retail got together, right? Which is what retail is never able to do, right? You might have a couple of like, you know, groups, Discord groups, maybe uh, with some big accounts in there. You might have some Twitter groups together with some big accounts, you know, some some big, you know, people have some big dough, some money, you know, a couple hundred grand laying around, maybe a couple millionaires floating around. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But they're not pushing all their money into stuff. But I'm just giving you an example. You might have a few groups here and there with like some big bank accounts, you know, playing the market. But nothing like the whole GameStop thing. They make GameStop was like almost like a, a cabal. Like you telling me these people somehow got millions of regular Joe Schmo people together to buy into this this company. Even though there's there's way better companies with way better share structures and way better product and way better everything that they could have invested in, but they chose video games. Okay, cool. They chose GameStop, but then they you got these people to buy and buy and buy for months and months and months without selling it, and then force the short squeeze and ran the stock up hundreds of dollars in a day and made a bunch of millionaires and things like that. Some people only own one share and, and somehow these people were able to appeal to people's emotional sensitivities enough to where people really felt like they had a victory out of that. Yeah, I'm sticking it to the man. And yeah, it's like, bro, you're not stick. This isn't what this game is about. It's about creating wealth. It's not about, this ain't no thing where you you supposed to be cheerily you, you just made a bunch of people rich you didn't even get no real money you might have made a couple thousand out the deal but it's people that literally played you they played on you and made millions right and then on top of that guess what happened well, guess what happens when a lot of people make money and then they broadcast it the law gets involved okay every single time you whenever people have a lot of a success people are going to start asking questions because the system ain't designed for a large amount of people to, to get simultaneously successful at the same time, let alone broadcast the shit and brag about it. You know what I'm saying? That usually brings the, you know, the, the heavy hand of the, or the powers that be down. I'm just keeping it a buck with you. That brings, you know, brings the heavy hand down. So that's what happened. Now, all of a sudden you bring in regulation. Now, all of a sudden, SEC is like trying to play sheriff and they're like, yeah, we're going to go after this and we're going to regulate 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 and now people now then you had the otc where uh people were getting hemmed up uh talking about oh pumping dumps pumping dumps pumping dumps you have you have uh influencers that been hanging around you know what i'm saying telling people you know calling trying to call people pumpers right but they're promote they're they're the one, number one promoter i ain't got to tell you who these people are you know who they are you know what I'm saying? These are like well-established people. Uh, they have a bunch of like students, and uh, you know they they they, they they'll attack a lot of OTC people, you know, traders and stuff in particular, and try to like say that they're pumpers and, and or promoters or some shit, you know, because they're building. They're, they work. It kind of works for the feds. They're like they're like kind of build a case so that they can always keep the light off of them and say. Oh, see, I've always called out these pumpers. I've always called out these promoters, and I, I take advantage of them. And they're criminals, and they're this. 
it's like meanwhile like that's what you you're doing that on a daily basis with your students like you're robbing your students you know what i'm saying just because you have some students that actually know how to trade that know the game and can finesse the system enough to make a lot of money okay cool like that's anybody though. that's just the law of averages the majority of your students not not millionaires the majority of your students not banking like that especially in the bear market like a lot of those tweaks went away once the market went really bearish it was kind of like it was kind of hard like it's kind of hard to teach your your so-called courses and your so-called setups everything's a fucking setup which brings me to my point everything is a setup right now everything is at bottom so the name of the game is play bearish in order to be bullish later like you have to be you have to show both sides of the coin you you know no 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 man is an island like you know what i'm saying like you have to be the island sometimes and sometimes you have to be the wave you know you got to be bullish sometimes and sometimes you got to be bearish so what do i mean by that i mean like in bullish during bullish times all the bears are making money bears make money during during bull runs you know why because bears bought dips bears love when shit's red because they like buying it at a discount that's what makes them a bear because some because somebody says a stock is overvalued that's just code for them saying that it's over it's too rich for my blood and i wouldn't i'm not trying to i like it because obviously i wouldn't be talking about it if i didn't like it if i didn't like it i wouldn't be bashing it if i didn't like it i wouldn't be wasting my energy on it right so it's something about the stock that they that they find interest in otherwise you would just simply ignore it you wouldn't even talk about it so that's the dead giveaway right there the fact that they're even talking about it and giving energy and effort to arguing about it or talking shit on it or bashing it or whatever that let you, that should let you know that there there's at least an interest there so bears will talk shit bash stock point out all the they all they do this is like a debate in high school you're like a high school debate team you got the bears on one side you got the bulls on the other side and then you got the market the market are the judges the market is going to sway to one side or the other right but you don't know that you don't know what you know because you don't know how the market's really judging until the market's really showing you right the results but let's just say we're in a bear cycle like we are now the bears the bears are winning because this is this is their playground they've been sitting on cash they've been they've been hoarding money on, on, on the sidelines profits that they that they took during the bear during the, during the bull run pardon me bears have been sitting on profits that that they took from the previous bull run they've just been chilling waiting on the bottom to fall out now the bottom has been falling out since february 2021 and guess what the bears are like picking their chops waiting on shit to hit rock bottom so they can basically they're the ultimate swing traders. A bear is the ultimate swing trader because they'll literally be patient enough to wait for an absolute bottom on something so they can buy it at a super discount. They love the stock after they buy it. They're like, oh, hell yeah. Now I got to do is just wait. They have their patient enough to, to wait for it to come down to their to their entry. And then they'll then they then they load it at the entry that they want because they're that patient and they're that methodical and they hibernate. That's just like a bear. They'll sleep it off. They'll they'll wait until it's until 
it's 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 the season. It's bear season. And right now it's bear season. They're out of hibernation and they're walking around, they're eating. They're hunting, they're eating, and it ain't and it's not really a lot of shit people can do about it. Like bears, that's what happens. Like bears do that when they up when they when they're up, they're doing what the fuck they want to do. They're just like, okay, cool, I got I got a bag full of money. And where's that stock at that I saw last year? That that everybody was hyping up, that everybody was telling me to go kick rocks about. Oh, here it is. Look at it. Oh man, it's wounded. It's wounded and it can't get away from me. Well, uh, let me uh crack my knuckles and put my uh put my my apron on and get my knife and my fork out. I'm about to I'm about to eat. And that's what they do in the bear market. They fucking eat. They they grab dips. They they they, they accumulate shares. And then they go to sleep and when and, and they and they transform into bulls. They make money during the bull runs. They make more money than the bullish people do. Cause on average, bullish people wait for the bull run. They don't buy during the bear, during the bear market. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a bear market, then you got the bull market. Like so the bull market is like it's like a fucking rock concert, right? But right before the rock concert on Saturday, uh, you had Black Friday and you get to buy like brand new clothes at a discount, brand new Jordans, brand new, you know, dresses. The women get to dress nice. Like you get to buy all your shit, you know, to, to go to this concert, all your memorabilia. You know, you get to put gas in your car. Like you get to get everything at a discount the day before. And then you get to go have fucking fun. That's how it is when you make the transition between a bear market and a bull market. And that's what's happening. Like everybody's just waiting on the bull market. I'm waiting on the bull market. Oh, I can't wait for the bull market to to return. But it's like, you're not even, you don't even want to buy this shit when it's low. This is the best time to buy. Like this is literally the best time to buy when shit is like, it's like dead. Like it's, fundamentals be damned like a lot of companies have really strong fundamentals but they're not moving because it's a bear market man people are getting slaughtered like bears are bears are just slowly accumulating bears don't bears don't be walking around just slapping the ass on everything they don't be they don't just be making these giant orders and putting a lot of order they don't put big orders in like that they'll scale in even if it takes a month they'll just buy a little bit every week They'll buy a little bit every week. They'll buy a little bit every week. That's what I've been doing. I just been I buy a little bit, depending on what stock I'm, I'm accumulating. I just bought when it dips down, when the, when the, when the uh, EMAs break down, when the RSI is showing oversold or heading into oversold territory, or 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 it's overheated. Maybe you had like a a little bounce or something. People try to start a they try to start a run. I'll wait for that shit to get exhausted and then I'll just grab some more dips and then and just let it trade sideways. And then when it and then when it goes down on low volume, I just grab some more. Goes down on low volume, I grab some more. Like this is methodical, man. Like you have to play both sides of the coin. You have to know when to be a bear in order for you to like thrive as a bull. If you're if you're if you naturally lean towards being bullish, then you have to know how to play the game. From a bearish perspective, even if you don't like it, that's just what it is. The market is in cycles. The market ha- it has to it has to oscillate. It has to go in cycles. 
you can't go straight up just like you can't go straight down nothing stays down forever nothing goes up forever it's like it has to it has to oscillate between the two every dog has his day you know what i'm saying the bears have to have their fun just like the bulls have to have their fun when this when it's bullish everybody's like having fun but when it's bearish only only a select few people are having fun and it's usually the bears the people that that can that can play that game and be like oh cool it's my turn now and no everybody hates the bear it's like oh my god i hate you guys and you wanted this to happen it's like dude it was going to happen regardless like the market has to it has to go through a bear you know what happens in bear cycles Com new companies are born uh companies get restructured uh new pathways are carved new game plans are formed and uh, you know how you do that the market has to fucking slow down when the market is is red fucking hot and everything is bullish you know what bullish you know what bullish is speed bullish means speed bearish means slow so when you're in a bear cycle when you're in a bear cycle everything is slowed down it's slow it's slow for a reason shit, people are getting their shit together for the next wave it's like it's like battle preparations it's like you just had a you just had a big war that was the bull, that was the bull market you just conquered like 10 countries you and your army and you and but and you feeling and while you might feel good while your people might be at home celebrating your victories you're beat the hell up man you just went on a 10 a 10 country campaign you haven't seen your wife and kids in, in years you're you you've lost you've lost soldiers uh you have battle scars battle wounds some people lost an eye some people lost a foot some people lost a hand you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, y'all, some people might be starving. You, you might be running low on food. You don't have a lot of uh, provisions. And you just barely made it out of the last battle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, through the skin of your teeth. And you like, finally, the war, the, you know, the campaign is over. And you and then you, you jump on your ships and then you sail home. That's the bear market. The bear market is, is that long journey back home. To lick your wounds, to to count to count your treasures that you that you got, um, that you from those conquering from all, all those things that you conquered. That's the profit taking. It's you getting back to your island, your nation, and your house with your wife and your kids, and you counting your coins up, and you saying, "Oh man, we did so good." And you licking your wounds, and you going over the lessons that you learned and your your victories. That's the bull. That's the bull market. But in the bear market, you're you're reminiscing, you're game planning. Now you're trying to fortify your your castle. Now you're like, okay, we just we just ran down on ten different people. We got all this money, man. I, my, my mindset's different. I went from having I went from having eight thousand dollars to having over two million dollars. I have a whole different mindset right now. I was I was. I was I was doing okay and had a job the previous year and my family was good and we were eating good and everything like that and the economy and the, and the economy was booming. I went from that to now my net worth is like a hundred times more than what it was, thousand times more than what it was. But now the economy is shit. 
but I got more money at my disposal. My mindset is ha- it has to be different. My mindset is different. I got to be I got to think about something else, too, other than trading, because now I actually have time to breathe. I have room to breathe. I have capital. I have a lot of capital at my disposal. So now it's like I got to think about other shit. And that's where low float season comes in. During the bear market, you need to be worried about shit that can move with ease. You know what I'm saying? Because why? Because the market isn't really liquid right now. There's not a lot of people risking money right now. People are risk averse right now because the economy is shit, man. When the economy is shit, crime is up. Gas prices up. Food prices up. Travel expenses up. Clothing up. Utilities up. Everything's expensive, man. So people ain't people don't have money to blow. That's what that's a part of the market too. That's what makes the market bullish. When times are great, the market's bullish, man. When times are great. Cuz now people people are not risk averse. They're like, I want to be risky. I'm willing to risk money now. I I have money to blow. That's what makes the market bullish. People are just like throwing money to the wind. They're like, yeah, I'll wait. I got I'll wait five years from now. My my family good. We eat steak every night. My I got a full tank of gas. I'm dressing nice. I'm feeling good. I'm having sex on the reg. Oh yeah. I'm good. Here, here, let me let me throw ten let me throw ten grand into the market and, and just park it in the market right quick. I'm not even gonna look at it. Yeah. That's bullish. But when shit fucked up, there's wars going on, food prices high, all the shit is high that I just that I just mentioned. You stressing out, your boss giving you shit, all of, um your job is, is is starting to throw all these weird old rules in and shit like that. You know that, that wasn't prevalent or present the previous year. Now your job is more stressful. Shit, you know, even if you got the capital, like it's just a lot of shit that's just changing, man. You not the last thing you're thinking about is risking money in a in a market, in an uncertain market, especially a bearish market. A lot of people not thinking about it on the flip side, like, okay, this is the best time for me to buy. Because it's gonna go back up. It's just a matter of when. But I need to buy it. I need to be looking at shit that I can buy at a discount and swing it and swing it later when it when it does go up. And I need to be looking at shit that can move with relative ease instead of like playing the game the exact same way that I played it before. Because that's not, this game isn't that. You need to be looking at, like fundamentals is where it's at, man. Because by now, everybody should be able to read a chart. Everybody should be able to read a setup. You know, estimated moving averages, my personal favorite. I, I use the 9, the 13, 21, in the 200 that's it you know what i'm saying i wait for that i wait for that nine and that 13 to uh to, to form a tight band with each other and hop over that 21 or get close to where they about to cross on the upside and i'm and i'm and i'm loading for a swing position i'm looking at i'm looking at the uh, rsi uh i love buying shit when it's oversold love it the closer the closer to, to 30 it is the better for me Yep, I, I love catching it when it's when it's oversold or about to be oversold. 
you know, you just got to look at stuff like that. And then dollar cost averaging, you know, of course, like that's just basic technical shit. You know, set your, set your resistance lines, zoom out on the chart, set your resistance lines, play off of that. Yeah, check for gaps in the chart, play off of that. And just and do your thing on it. And that's ba- and that's just keep meat and potatoes like technical analysis. But when it comes to bearish bear markets, like you have to be able to look at fundamentals, man. What's the share structure looking like? Is it is it in the billions of billions of billions? That shit is not gonna move, bro, without a massive amount of cash, a lot of money, a lot of liquid, a lot of people willing to just risk a lot of money buying up a lot of shares, like. That shit ain't gonna move, bro. And right now, companies not making a lot of money unless companies got a really good, if they, unless companies are a part of a really um, emerging sector, uh, a relatively profitable sector. Um, they have like a really good product that a lot of people want. They have a high demand product, things of that nature. Uh, government contracts, a lot of big contracts. They're not bringing in no revenue. So if they're not bringing in revenue, guess what? They're going to be diluting a lot. So last thing you want to do is grab a company that already has a bloated share structure or a giant authorized share count. Uh, they're just going to keep selling shares, bro. And then they're going to dilute the shit out of it. And you're not going to, and your money's going to get wiped out. You're not going to make no money. Because now they're just using whatever liquid there is there to just make They're just selling shares to make money, to, to try to stay afloat, try to stay alive. You don't want a company like that. You want a company that's able to not just survive in the bear market but 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 start to thrive a little bit and, and show strength if they can show strength in a bear market they might they don't have to dominate they just have to show strength they have to be they have to have their head above water that's what you want are they you know fundamentally how strong are they are they hiring staff are they making deals? Are they closing deals? Uh, M A's, you know, merger acquisitions. Are they are they jumping into uh, new exciting emerging sectors? You know what I'm saying? Are they buying uh, stakes in companies? Uh, you know, forming partnerships. You know, things of that nature, like shit that really matters. You know, what I'm saying? do they have product? Do they have a working product? Do they have a high demand product? Are they in the high demand sector? You know, things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Do they have any government grants here? Or partnerships or you know on a state and, and, and um, national level like anything like that you know what I'm saying like look for shit like that low share counts low share counts low authorized shares um, small oversold you know uh, make sure like a lot of uh, do, does management have a lot of the shares locked up you know what I'm saying Th- that shows confidence too when like the management team is locking up shares and not selling. And it's a lot of insider ownership. You know, they own a significant position in the company, things of that nature. Like that shows strength. Like all that shit matters, man. It's not just the day to day chart. If you're going to swing it, even when you swing it, that shit still matters, especially in the bear market, which is why everybody is jumping on low floats, because they know the same shit that I've been talking about is like what moves with ease. This fucking company with a 10 kajillion outstanding share count is not going to fucking move in the bear market. I need something that I can hit hard, hit fast, and it's going to give me some type of decent return in a, in, a, in a short time span, three, six months, maybe, uh you know, 12 months, you know, at the latest. But like three to six months, I should get I should be able to double my money. You know what I'm saying? Depending on the strength of the company, I could at least get a hundred percent return on this. 
on in the OTC. Like that's what people are looking for, man. So like, just be mindful out here. You know what I'm saying? Low, it's low float season as we head into October. You know, get your mind right. You know, really start digging into these companies. OTCMarkets.com is your fucking friend, man. You know what I'm saying? Go to the security details. Look at the market cap. Look at the deals they're making. Look at the disclosures. Read the filings. If you don't understand something, bro, you you live in the, in the information age. You live in the technology age. Why don't you just go on there, take a screenshot of what you're looking at, of what you're reading, and just ask the stupid question. No matter how stupid you might think you sound, just take a screenshot and say, hey guys, hey everybody, I'm having trouble reading this. What does this mean? What does section this mean? What does section that mean? What does note this mean? I'm confused here. And yeah, you're going to have some jackasses jump in your comments and say something stupid. Like, oh, you don't know how to read? You don't know how to da da da? Man, ignore this. Block them or ignore them. But you're also going to have good people that's going to jump in your comments and say, oh, yeah, bro, I got you. Or yeah, I got you. Um. Yeah, this is what this means right here. Or this is what this means. And matter of fact, here's a link that further explains it. Or, or yeah, here's a YouTube video that further explains it. Like blah, 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 blah. Like educate yourself. Like when, when the market is slowed down and it's very slow, be methodical. Be a student. You know what I'm saying? Take your time. Because the market is damn sure taking its time. You feel me? All right. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Build or Destroy podcast with your host, Anthony Barber Jr., a.k.a. The Builder. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into all the tips and tricks you can use to boss your life up. If you're interested in expanding your mind and reaching your definition of freedom and how these ideas and views can be applied in the real world, Tap in with us next week. As always, you can head over to www.builderslsb.com to cop some motivation, dope merch, and sign up to our email list. And don't forget to check out all the links and resources in the show notes. That's all for this episode, folks. And as always, boss up instead of laying down.